happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday to you. All right, let's get started. I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping first. I'm Linda Antwi. Welcome to 90 Day the Melanated Way. We are covering 90 Day the Single Life, episode five today. And uh, I want to just do my shout outs. My shout outs. Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Raydella, Linda, Lydia, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Jalisa, and Donna over at Anchor FM. Thank you guys so much for your support. You see that little ticker at the bottom of your screen, y'all? Please uh, think about supporting this page. When you support this page, it helps it grow and it helps me allow to continue to make these shows. So uh, if you're not subscribed, to my patreon because you maybe have like you know this is the single life you might have some commitment issues i don't know um but cash app linda so girly uh paypal linda so girly at yahoo.com venmo linda so girly uh please consider uh you know every dollar helps so consider it uh what up live chat hey guys hey um what else did i want to say about today uh, I'm excited, you guys. So I did an interview. This is totally off topic. I'm going to just randomly talk for a few minutes. Um, I did a Disney interview and they got me this, uh, they sent me a gift box today and I'm super excited about it. And if you don't know me, I love gadgets. Like I just love gadgets. And so Disney has high school musical. That is the series. And I'm going to lean over for a sec because I got to get this box. Oh. So High School Musical, the series is coming on, if you can see that, new season streaming on Disney Plus, May 14th. But they sent me a box because I did an, an interview, right? Because if you guys don't know, uh, I am a journalist and I do a lot of different celebrity interviews. And so I did one for Disney and they sent me this thank you pack and there's a bunch of stuff, but the one that just really has me excited y'all is this one. Cause think journalists, think talk all the time. They sent me the monster superstar microphone and y'all I'm dying. I'm dying right now. Like I don't even want to like use it, but look at, look at this fanciness. I'm going to learn to sing, and when I do my show, I'm going to have this big microphone. Dun, dun, dun. I'm super excited, y'all, and I'm too super nerded out. So, yes, I'm excited about that. So, thank you, Disney. That was really very kind of you. Uh, they really do treat their journalists very, very well. So, thank you again. Um, all right, let's jump into this show because, whoo, it was a whole lot. You know, I'll say this, and you guys already know how I feel about Big Ed, right? And I'm really going to try to, like, be impartial and benefit of the doubt. But um, they started the episode with Big Ed, and it was just, like, a lot for me. Like, I need to ease into Big Ed because it just – I always have so many questions, and I'm like – I have so many questions. Why am I having to have all these questions right off the bat? But first of all, he makes a reservation for brunch at this outdoor patio thing, which I think is fantastic. But then 
you make it under Big Ed. Like, do you go around your life saying that your name is actually Big Ed? Not just Ed, but Big Ed. And, and you know, the backstory of that is he calls himself Big Ed because it makes him feel taller. I, I don't know. I just think it's a little obnoxious. Hi, welcome to the restaurant. How may I help you? Yes, I would like to make a reservation under Big Ed. Is that your name, sir? Big Ed? Big B-I-G's first name, last name Ed? E-D? Yeah, that's my name. I think it's bizarre. I think it's super bizarre, and I don't like it. Amanda says, another podcast I listen to isn't calling him that anymore because it's what he wants. I think it's bizarre. That's all. Like... I get it. You're branding yourself. You're big ed, whatever. I just think that it's weird that you use it in everyday life. Anyways, do you see how I got sidetracked? Because I told you guys I get distracted by weird stuff. So he's waiting uh, for Liz to show up. And Liz shows up and does her to camera. And the first thing she says is, is that this is like, she's a little bit nervous because it's her first one-on-one -on -one experience with big ed. Now, she doesn't say it's their first date. She says it's their first one-on-one -on -one experience, which I thought was, you know, hilarious because it's a play on words. Like, hey, yeah, I guess I'm hanging out with them. And it's our first, like, one-on-one -on -one, because normally I'm just at work and, you know, serving him. And now I guess I have a one-on-one -on -one experience. But she fell short of saying the word date up until the end. And so, oh, Lord. So... She gets there, she sits down, and right off the bat, it was awkward. Awkward silence, Ed is giggling. She kind of gives like an undercover dig because she says that she wore, she wore flip-flops, you know, because he's 4'11". Um, and then awkward. It was just like awkward silence. And I was like, oh, see... Dating can be so crazy, especially if you're not really into the person, right? And you have nothing in common. And he's like 30 years your senior. It, there's a lot. There's a lot that you can unpack there. But it was awkward. And so she talks about how she's, like, she's hangry. She's like super hungry. Um, and then I noticed that they ordered their drinks. And I don't know, like brunch to me is mimosas. But I guess, you know, you can start day drinking at any time. But he orders red wine and she has like some mixed drink. And I was like, do people normally do that at brunch? Do you order red wine at brunch? Someone tell me because I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Um, so maybe it was more like lunch and not brunch because I also noticed that they ordered a pizza. So <clears throat> Amanda said, yeah, red wine is not brunch. Sorry. So it, it kind of was like confusing to me. So maybe they did go for lunch. Maybe it was a little bit later, um, but they didn't explain that to us at all. So pizza and red wine. And then we found out through the awkwardness that Liz used to be uh, in her high school band and she played the clarinet. And then Ed totally geeked out on that. And he was like, I was in my high school. Well, not, excuse me, my middle school band. I was in my middle school band too and I played the clarinet and then he thought that they bonded over like that that meant it was meant to be. And I was like, okay, calm down, but big Ed. Like, I think almost all of us played an instrument in school. It was part of like your early development. So 
don't mean like, don't think that that means like, oh, she's the one because you guys both played the clarinet. You know, you're, you're jumping ahead a little bit. Slow down. Ah! Slow down. Um, <laughs> and then he asked the ultimate question. And I want to know how many of you guys, if you guys are single or remember being single, when the person asked you, you know, what did you think of me when you first met me? Doesn't that always just like put you on the spot a little bit? Cause you got to think about like, Oh, what did I think about you? Yeah. I thought you were um, charming and handsome and tall. You know what I mean? Like, what do you say to that question? And her response again. So don't forget, she just said she wore flip flops cause he was short. Then she said, well, I thought you were a woman. <laughs> Y'all I fell out. I fell out. I fell out. And he was like, what? His face went all scrunched up. And uh, <laughs> she's like, well, yeah, it's because of the hair, right? And then he gets into that, you know, he had the samurai hair up on his head, braid thing that he thought was super cool that I know no one else thought was cool. But he shows her and she basically is like, yeah, it's good. She's like, I definitely like it up rather than down. And I was like, all of these things that she's saying, they're like undercover slide digs. Um, Amanda said, yeah, terrible question. It is so weird and pervy. And Judy says, uh, she played the clarinet. Holy cow. Judy, you might be a Ed soulmate. You ever think of that? Clarinet. Clarinet to clarinet. Um, so he asked that weird question. They talk about the hair. And then Liz, we find out. She's only 28, you guys. But she's been married two times before. And, you know, we already know that she's a single mom. And so she talked about how she doesn't want to be hurt again, how she has trust issues, how she feels like she's damaged. And she really doesn't talk about uh, her second marriage and what happened there. And then Ed said, you know, you sound like me because I have, you know, abandonment issues as well. And I want I want to protect my heart and all of that stuff. He didn't say it like that, but that's what he meant. And I was like, well, Big Ed talked about how he's enjoyed being a bachelor. And I was like, Mm, and then said not he was not in a hurry. I don't know. Like, I've interviewed him, and we've all seen him, and he definitely seems like he's in a hurry, and he definitely seems like he's trying to jump into something, especially with someone that's super-duper younger than him. Like, so you're saying that this whole time, because the way Ed says it and the way he explains it is that he his first love was his wife, and they were married forever and then he cheated on her and they got divorced and then he was single for like 20 plus years and then he met rose and then now liz and so you're trying to tell me that you've enjoyed your bachelor life this whole time but at the same time you're like on a show that's looking for someone to marry like i don't know i just don't i don't believe you Yes, Amanda, he did tell us he was single for like 20 years, 20 plus years. So I'm I'm confused. Like either you're loving your, maybe he's like in his 50s now and he's ready to settle down. 
But that doesn't even make sense to me because he doesn't act like he's ready to settle down because of the way he acts, the way he dresses, and just all of it, his whole package. Which brings me to my first question for y'all. And my first question for you guys is, do you think Big Ed actually wants to be in a real relationship? And I know I worded it a little biased, and here's why. Uh, the, the way he goes about it, by targeting and singling out women that are like 20-something to 30-something when he's 54, makes me feel like he wants like the arm candy. He wants, he wants like someone to make him feel young and exciting and not really like, Hey, I want to settle down and be a real relationship because both of us are in the same place in our lives and we want to grow old together. Like I don't get that vibe from him. I get like, Hey, my name is big Ed. I think I'm a celebrity now. And I've seen many of his lies where he's, he's, oh, you know how he's always taking pictures with young girls and posting them. And it's like different girls, different girls all the time. And I get it. And then he thinks that he's a celebrity. And one guy was like, yeah, I don't know who you are. And then he goes to his live to the viewers. Hey, you guys tell him who I am. He doesn't realize that I'm a celebrity. And I was like, oh, so I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like, you know what? I don't know if you're really in it for the right reasons. I think you want eye candy by your side because you're thinking that you're such a big deal. I don't know. So he asked, she says she has to leave because she has to go to work. That really was their date. That was it. They didn't really talk about anything. And he didn't go in for a kiss. Uh, she didn't even hug him. She just got in her ride chair and left. But then he like, made up for it. He was like, you know what? It's fine. We both had a great time. And I've asked her for a second date and she didn't respond to you guys, by the way. She was like, mm, I'll text you. So it's fascinating to me to see how this relationship is playing out so far. Hey, Angelica. Hey, girl. Hey. She says, Ed just wants young meat. And hey, Kimberly. Kimberly says, no, he doesn't want one, Linda. He wants someone to show off and cater to him. He wants to validate his fragile eagle and a beautiful woman will do that. Facts. Facts. Um, and, you know, this is just a little tea, you guys, for present day. He's been all over social media specifically saying that he's looking for an Asian 35-year-old nurse who's like five, six, like he's being very specific and he's being really creepy about how he's saying it. And I was just like, why, why does he always give me like predator vibes? You know, like why? I feel like I'm shiny. It's all these lights. Anyhow. Um, yeah. I'm not a fan, I guess, I suppose, but I'm going to see how this plays out. I'm going to see how this whole thing plays out. I mean, we know the ending already because we're behind and we're catching up on all the episodes that have already played and been released. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, moving on. Next up is Danielle. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday. And I'm, I'm super fascinated by it still. Super fascinated by it still, but 
It's mm-hmm. off the shoulder world. So we meet uh, Lexi, Lauren, and Michelle. And I don't, one of them, I think it was Lauren, who had the off the shoulder that reminded me of all the off the shoulders Tiffany and her mom wears. And I was like, um, am I missing out on a trend that I just really didn't know about that it's just like a thing? No, I'm not missing out on a trend. I'm realizing that I'm sticking to my theory, you guys. Anytime there's tattoos anywhere on the shoulder area, then you want to show those off. And the best way to show it off is the off the shoulder. And I'm going to give you my receipt. Tiffany has one tattoo like on this part, top of her chest, another one right here. So off the shoulder works for her. If you remember her mom from the last episode of Happily Ever After, her mom has like a big tattoo on her shoulder and arm part. So off, hey, Barbara, hey, girl, hey. Off the shoulder works here for her. And then Lauren has tattoos like all over like this area. So off the shoulder works for her. So I'm going to just call 90 day off the shoulder world now. And I think I have an off the shoulder top. So I feel like for the season finale of one of them, either happily ever after or the single life, I'm going to just, I'm going to wear an off the shoulder. I'm going to wear an off the shoulder dress. I have a lot of those. So I'm going to join the club and I'm going to invite you guys to join the club too. We can all, where our off-the-shoulder outfits together. Are y'all in? Y'all in? Um, so Danielle's at home. She's getting ready for her girl's trip. Another thing that I think I didn't know about Danielle is that she had three daughters, so Faith, Kylie, and Brianna, um, all living. I thought she said in a previous episode that they – she only had one kid living back at home. So maybe they were there just for moral support. Um, and for my Patreon subscribers on Thursday, remind me to tell you some tea that's going to be specifically for you guys about uh, her daughter, Kylie. I've been sitting on this and it's not brand new tea, but it's, it's timeless tea that I've been sitting on for like a year because I didn't want to embarrass Danielle but I'm going to tell you my Patreon subscribers about it. I'm going to put Amanda who's in the live chat. I saw her somewhere. Um, I'm going to put Amanda in charge of reminding me because it's going to be some secret tea that only you guys will know. So anyhow, she's getting ready for a girl's trip. Um, She says, which I'm finding hard to believe that after seeing Muhammad, she feels she's changed and she feels more confident. Well, that's not, shining through on the screen. Um, so, oh, Amanda, I see your message. No worries. I'll, I'll get another one of our day ones on top of it, or I'll just remember. So anyway, she says she feels more confident. I don't know if you vote you guys, but I'm not getting the confident vibe from her, and I'm not even sure why that is, but I'm not. So she takes a six-hour drive to... Ocean, no, they went to Rockville, Maryland to meet up with Lexi, Lauren, and, and the twin. Well, Lexi, Lauren, and Michelle. And Lauren and Michelle are twins. Did you guys know that? Because I didn't. I was like, oh, why didn't I notice that? I think maybe I just thought the three of them were triplets or something because they all look very similar to me. <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> Barbara said, so I'm poor, so I get no tea. 
Barbara. The cheapest Patreon is like five bucks. I'm not super expensive, but that really made me chuckle. You're cute, Barbara. Um, so she goes out to Rockville to meet up with her friends and she talks about how her friends are, you know, 20 years younger than her, but they bring out like the youth in her and they bring out the fun side in her. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about their motives, right? With becoming friends with Danielle, but I do think they actually care about her. I do. I'm starting to believe that. I'll say I'm starting to believe that because they were treating her very nicely. Um, so maybe it's not just about the clout and being on the show, which brings me to my next question. And it's about friendship and relationships. So is age just a number and love has no age limit? So like, really, can you just be friends with whomever, like whoever you bond with, and it doesn't really matter their age. And also, can you date anyone? Like Big Ed has like 20, 30 years, and we've that he's not the only one. Like we see a lot of age difference between a lot of the couples. So my question to you guys is, uh, is age just a number? And love has no limit. You love who you love, and it doesn't matter how old they are. I'm really curious. Live chat, chime in. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments below. Um, but she ends up in Rockville and on her drive there or on her drive to Ocean City with the girls, she talks about her ex husband and I thought it was her husband and it's not her husband. It's actually just her ex partner. They were together for 22 years, you guys, and they never got married because they're like, Hey, if it's working as well as it is, like why change anything? And I guess, you know, they met in high school. They had a bunch of babies together. And then he cheated on her, betrayed her. And that's why she has trust issues. And there was, she made it seem like there was no one else in between that. And after her ex, then there was Muhammad. And we all know how that turned out. So she really doesn't have a lot of dating experience. And that might... You know, Danielle has that nervous energy, right? So not only is she shy and awkward, but she has that nervous energy. And I'm wondering if it's from a lack of experience. And maybe that makes more sense to, like, her personality. I don't know what you guys think. I'm going to jump into the live chat real quick. Um, Crystal says, hey, girl, hey. Yes, you can be friends with any age, I think. And Judy says, my husband is 15 years older. Michelle, hey, girl, hey, says, Yes. And Amanda says, definitely friends. A lot of my friends are older since I moved to Florida. And Kimberly says, friends any age, but relationship with any age is not really ideal. Interesting, you guys. So we're kind of all over the all across the board there. Um so it was interesting to me to get Danielle's backstory and to find out that she was never married to her ex partner and the reasons why she has these trust issues. She has these trust issues because he cheated on her and he not only cheated on her, but he cheated on her with her, her coworker and friend. And she said like, this was her coworker. It was her friend. Danielle used to um, sell that pure romance. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but it was like some, it was like Tupperware, but for sex toys. Um, and she used to 
have those pure romance parties. And she said she even used to sell those things to this ex-friend before the ex-friend got with her ex-partner. And it's so interesting that we're talking about this because I'm going to totally go off topic just a little bit, but it's all in the same circle of things. Um, I don't know if any of you guys watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't actually watch the show, but I know I know the characters and what's going on. And that Portia tea that dropped yesterday where Portia is now engaged to her ex-friend's ex-husband is blowing my mind. Because, like, is there no girl code? Is there no girl code anymore? Like, now Portia's saying that uh, this Fallon girl is her is not her friend, so it shouldn't really matter, and that love is love, and she fell in love with this guy. But meanwhile, Fallon, and I can't even remember this guy's name, but this guy's like a multimillionaire oil guy, and he just got divorced in January, and now we're in May, and now you're marrying your friend's, your ex-wife's friend. It's crazy to me crazy to me and then i just think where's the girl code see yeah where's the girl code kimberly said for the streets equals no girl code i i, I just and kirsta says the divorce isn't final so the divorce is not final but you're engaged how does that work it sounds to me like stephanie who says that she was engaged to ryan even though ryan never proposed and that's, that's why I say Drake is my husband, even though I've never met him. Like, if we're all going to be outrageous, then let's just all be outrageous because the shenanigans that are going on here. And y'all, I love me some Portia. I love, I love her on her little news show. And I think she's very talented. But this right here, y'all, I saw a clip of when she actually went over to Fallon's house when she was still married to that dude and was introduced, like, what? Do you know what I mean? Woo! Girl, yes! Crystal says, with friends like these, dot, dot, dot. Um, and Deborah says, that is disgusting going out with your ex-friend's husband please my husband of 43 years passed away oh i'm sorry for your loss and his cousin tried to ask whoa deborah's spilling the tea and his cousin tried to ask me out to go have dinner and stuff no way that's just gross yeah y'all i just listen listen i had an ex i had an ex that i was with for many years and the day that we broke up two crazy things happened. Well, it wasn't the day, it was the next day. The next day, one of his boys literally reached out to me and asked me out. And I was like, um, no. Like, that's just, like, why would you do that to your friend? Like, why would you do that to your friend? And then, the, uh, my then manager of the building that I was living with in, knocked at my door and wanted to go for tacos because he realized that my ex had moved out. The shade, y'all, there are just no codes. There's no girl codes. There's no bro codes. Sounds to me like everyone's out for themselves. I don't know if you guys have heard of to Tokyo Bradshaw. He's like a hairstylist, celebrity hairstylist. He went onto his Instagram today and said that Portia said, 
Oh my God, you guys, it was so funny. Portia said that uh, friends come and go, but millions last forever. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I'm back. So, they're in Ocean City. They're in Ocean City, and uh, they go for breakfast, I suppose, the four girls. And Lauren has downloaded a dating app for Danielle, but had not told Danielle, and said that she posted a bunch of photos with Danielle in the photo saying, hey, we're going to be in Ocean City, and we're looking to set up our friend on a blind date if you're interested, swipe right. And I was like, oh, Lord, no. I get that you're coming from a good spot, but what you're not about to do is put me on a dating app and not tell me. Like, no, thank you. But Danielle didn't have a problem with it. Jason, who was 49, they showed a few pictures of him. He looked handsome. Um, but, like, would you guys be down for that? Like, if I said, hey, Crystal, uh, Deborah's married, Crystal. Kimberly, Faith, I'm just going to pretend. I don't know if you're single. Rodella. Okay, I'm going to make a dating profile for all of you. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to pop your photos up and say that I'm looking for a blind date for you. Would you guys be down for that? Because I'm telling you, if you guys did that to me, I would not be happy. I would not be happy and I would not be down for it. And I wouldn't go on the date. And maybe that's why I'm single. Um, so my question about Danielle for you guys is, is Danielle's shyness and awkwardness because she hasn't really had much experience dating? Is Danielle's shyness and awkwardness because she hasn't really had much experience dating? Um, you all are not having the blind date dating app situation. Kimberly said, somebody wants to catch these hands. And Amanda said, no, that's definitely over the line. And Crystal said, oh, she's answering the next question about she thinks so. She thinks that uh, Danielle is shy uh, and awkward because of non-experience. I think it's that. I used to think like maybe there was something else going on with her, but I think it's just that she... I think she suffers from low self-esteem. I think that she doesn't have uh, much experience because if you think about it, she met her ex-partner in high school and then they spent 22 years together. So she was like a mom and partner and then he cheated. And then I don't know what the time frame in between that was, but then she met Muhammad online on a dating app and we all know what Muhammad did. And so now she's like a little bit of a wreck. So I... I could see why she'd be like trust issues and not confident and all of that. But then in the top of this episode, you're saying you feel changed and you feel more confident, but then they call Jason on the phone and I was like, okay, Lauren's doing her hair and which I thought was a great idea because Danielle definitely needs a makeover. Lauren's doing her hair, and I don't know if it was it was Lexi. Lexi calls Jason and gets him on the phone, and they hand over the phone to Danielle, and it was like this. 
that silence is awkward, right? And it wasn't even that long, but that's how awkward it was. And it was just silent. She wasn't saying anything. He wasn't saying anything. And then they're like, ask him out, ask, like, do something. And she didn't even know what to say on the phone. And they weren't even FaceTiming. They were just, you know, talking on the phone. And she just, and I was like, oh, see, Danielle, like, are you even ready to date? I feel like maybe you need to work on you first, work on your confidence, work on yourself as a person so that you can show up as your best self. Like, and as I continue to watch this, I'm really starting to believe that 100%. Like, she needs to focus on herself. I think that maybe she needs a little bit of therapy. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard to watch her just be so awkward. But anyway, she ends up asking him what he's doing the next day. And he's like, you know, I'm off that day. And she's like, oh, you know, you want to get together? And he's like, sure. And then she says, what time? Well, you asked him. Like, you should have a plan. Like, hey, do you want to hang out tomorrow? Maybe we can have some drinks. You know, I'm thinking like happy hour, like five or six o'clock. Like, like. Danielle, stop, stop messing with me. It's hard for me to watch. And then she randomly throws in there that she doesn't like seafood. No one asked her about seafood. I, I understand that you're in Ocean City, so maybe you're thinking seafood is everywhere. It was just a super random fact. And then there was that awkward pause. And they're like, hang up, hang up, hang up. And so she hangs up, hangs up. Jumping in the live chat. Uh, Kimberly says, I'm tired of hearing about Danielle's ex and the whole body fluid situation. It's been years. We get it already. She's just humiliating herself at this point. Amanda says, y'all, I used to go to Ocean City MD for family vacations growing up. So you know the area very well. And Michelle says, Danielle just has low self-esteem and needs to be more confident in herself. 100%, Michelle. I think she, those are all the, all correct. Um, Vanessa says, hey, Vanessa, hey, girl, hey. She seems to like, she seems like she has social anxiety, but she keeps putting herself out there. Yeah, I think she needs to work on herself. I don't know if she's really ready to date. Like I said, I feel like if she worked on herself more, uh, she would just come out a better version of herself. Because, you know, if she doesn't believe in herself, how is the other person going to believe in her? And she can't get self-confidence from someone else. And she keeps talking about how she wants to find someone to love her for her. Well, sweetheart, you need to love you for you. If you love you for you, then the other person will love you for you. They can't love you for you and you not love yourself. That's how you're going to get hurt because all your love is on that person. If that person shuns you and you have no esteem, well, guess what? You're shattered. And that's why seven years later, we're still talking about Muhammad. You didn't even talk to Muhammad for three years. So you're, you've been pining over him after all the nasty, awful things that he said and did to you. You're still pining over him. And you still think that you would have feelings for him if he gave you an opportunity. That's incredible to me. Incredible. Anywho. Uh, Colt. Colt is next. Lori says, I wonder how different she is off camera. Lori, she's 100% the same. She still has that 100% nervous energy. She's the same. And I will not put her on blast because I really do feel for her. I think part of it is just esteem stuff and she doesn't know any better. Uh, but her and I had an interaction 
and it, it didn't go well for her. I'll say that. Um, and not in a bad way. Like I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. She just, she said some stuff that, you know, you don't say in, in 2020, 2021. You just don't say it, period. Um, so, yeah. Anyhow, uh, cult, cult, culty. First and foremost, again, sidetrack has nothing to do with anything, but I can't stand the way Colt talks. I feel like him and Andrew talk in a way that just, it irritates my soul. I don't know what it is, but just the way they talk, I sit there and I just, I, I, I cringe. I, it's like, I don't know if it's like the, the tone, I don't know if it's the words, I don't know if the it's the inclination of the words, but whatever it is, I am just not a fan of the way that those two talk. And they're totally different characters, but I'm just not a fan. So anyways, he's calling Vanessa and he's calling Vanessa to tell her that he went on a date with a porn star. And he acts like he didn't know she was a porn star, but uh, Tana, who is like a famous porn star, and good friends with him set him up. So why would he be surprised? Like, anyhow. Um, and he call he calls her and he says, "Hello, darling. You guys, I I hate you. Anyhow, maybe I guess it's a term of endearment, but you know, hello, darling. I don't know, just." bugs me uh tells her about the date but then says you know this girl um britney wanted to kiss him but he didn't kiss her and she wanted to lick his face but he didn't let her because he could only think about vanessa only think about vanessa because he loves her and he wants to be with her and i he can't just be friends with her anymore he needs more and he loves her She's like, yeah, dude, I, I know how you are in relationships. I know that you're a big liar and a big cheater. So I kind of just want to be friends and keep it as friends. And he's like, well, we can't be friends if we can't. Is there a song that we can't, if we can't be Oh my God, the Spice Girls. If you want to be my lover. That's, that, that's the one. I was like, why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> Spice Girls were my jam, y'all. That's when I was growing up in my heyday. Um, anyhow, uh, <laughs> she wants to be friends, but he talks her into a first date. So she's super reluctant. She doesn't want to go on this first date with him, but somehow, some way he convinces her like, Hey, let's just give it a try. And, you know, we'll take it from there. And she agrees. So he feels super happy about that. And he doesn't tell her anything, but he feels like he wants to go over the top with it because it, he wants to make an impression and show that he's changed and he's a better man now and all of this stuff. So he picks her up. She brings a couple of change of clothes because she doesn't know what's going on. And he's taking her to the stratosphere. And if you guys remember from cult season, the stratosphere is where he took Vanessa to propose, excuse me, he took Larissa to propose to. If you all ever went to Vegas, there are plenty of places to go with a beautiful view, sky restaurants, not only the stratosphere. So I thought it was interesting. 
And it's bringing me to my question to you guys. Is it weird that Colt chose the stratosphere for his first date with Vanessa, knowing that he has a history with the stratosphere? And she even brings it up in this episode. She's like, didn't you propose to Larissa at the stratosphere? He's like, yeah, but, you know, the stratosphere is a really nice place and you're going to love it. I was like, mm. sounds to me, you guys, you know how? Okay. You've ever, so when I was in the service industry, there would be like regulars, right? And the regulars, some of them would be super shady and they'd like tip you a bunch of money to keep their secrets, right? And so some of the dudes would come in with different women and we would have to act like we didn't know mm -hmm. that this fool has a wife and kids at home, right? So I find it interesting that, and I'm not saying only men do this, maybe women do it, I doubt it, but a lot of men, they have their spots that they go to and then they take any women that they're with to that spot. And here's what I'm gonna, I'm giving you another free trip tip. I've been giving tips out all week. I'm gonna give another tip. First of all, you shouldn't cheat, period. If you don't wanna be with that person, then just leave them and move on with your day and go and date however you wanna date. However, if you're going to be a person that cheats, which I don't condone, but if you're going to cheat, don't go to the same spot because guess what? I would just tell your wife, go to all the spots that he goes to and you will find who he's cheating with. It's as simple as that because guess what? Creature of habits, they just, they just take them to, you know, Tom's diner down the street, Bob's bar down the street, the same four spots. He takes all the harem of women. It's bizarre. Be smarter. Switch it up. <laughs> Anyways, that was my tip of the day. So he takes her to the stratosphere and surprises her with bungee jumping. And they're going to be jumping 855 feet. And I thought this was something else that was interesting that caught my attention is that he jumped easily and right away. And he didn't say a word. And to me, I felt like that was a little bit like psycho behavior. Who doesn't scream? Even just a little bit. When you're on a ride, don't you even scream just a little bit? He was quiet the whole way down. Like, didn't say a word. I was like, I don't know, like, scary music, but oh, 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 oh. That's how I felt. I felt like it was very, it was, it was very creepy to me. And then she jumps and, you know, she screamed all the way down. I'd probably scream all the way down as well. Um, but... I don't know. There's something going on with, with Colt. Hey, Dopey Dope. Thank you so much for the super chat. You are a leader on YouTube. Thank you for supporting this show. He says, Colt loves being an overkill with his women. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dopey Dope. Y'all, don't forget, I do have super chat, super stickers. Please support your girls. Makes this show better and better and better and better. You know, I'm trying to get like green screen and some, some ca more cameras and make it all fancy stuff. So the more you support the show, the more I can do the show and expand the show. So keep that in mind and thank you again so much, Dopey Dope. Okay, so yes, Faith, it's kind of like Norman Bates vibes to me. Is, who doesn't scream on a ride or on a bungee jump? Nothing, nothing. 
You guys are crazy in the live chat. So um, then he says that he has that gave him a rush of energy and he feels closer to Vanessa now. And he feels like she feels closer to him. I was like, what nonsense are you talking right now? Like what? So you're saying that the adrenaline that you felt where you didn't say a word, that adrenaline is now making you feel closer to Vanessa? What logic is that? What, where's the science in that? I don't get it. Aw, Michelle said, you should have a show on Discovery Plus. I take it, Michelle. I take it. Let the Discovery gods hear our request. Um, you guys, it's because I got this thing from Disney. I'm like too overly excited. And so I think I have a lot of energy right now. Uh, don't be dope for the win again. I'm 100%. What? You're 100% for Colt? Oh, no. I mean, I guess. I guess, you know, Colt just wants love. And we all deserve love. So, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Krista says, you should take over Bears All. I would be fantastic because you know what? You guys that have been with me from day one, you guys know that I would ask the questions. No funny business. No, like, I'm going to sit here and not ask the questions. Let's not waste time. I need... The fans have stuck with you for some of us for years since day one. And even if you're newer to this to 90 Day Fiance, we've stuck with you for season after season after spinoff after spinoff. What you're not about to do is sit there and not say anything. Ugh. Stop it. You know, sit there and say no comment. I mean, they didn't say that, but it, it felt like that. Tell-alls feel like that a lot. Anyhow, bungee jumping, and then... Um, they're holding hands, starting to be all lovey-dovey, which I thought was interesting because I was like, Vanessa, you were already like, oh, I just want to be friends. Oh, let's see how it goes. And all of a sudden, you guys are holding hands. And I get that you're best friends, but that might give him the wrong idea right away, right? That might give him the idea that that rush of adrenaline was something that you were feeling too, if indeed you weren't feeling it. But I have a theory about that, you guys. So anyways, they uh, go back to the house and they have a private meal. Um, from Chef Brian. And you guys, uh, I know Chef Brian. I was trying to get him on the show today, but I didn't realize that this was the episode that he cooked for. So I may have him on the show uh, a little bit later on in the season as we get through it. But what I did do is he sent me their private meal menu. So, you know, they started with appetizers. And I know that if you're with my Patreon You've seen this before months ago. I showed it to you guys on News and Gossip. But for everyone else who hasn't seen it, I'm going to just quickly go through it so you guys can see the fancy meal that got put together uh, by Chef Brian for Vanessa and Colt. So uh, here is their menu. And pretty yummy, you guys. So for appetizers, uh, they had fresh cut New Zealand salmon prepared classic French style with crusted herbs, butter, lemon, tangerine, Moroccan salt, and roasted Roman peppers. Um, they had asparagus as well, 
And it was asparagus tips sauteed in a, a creamed and salted butter, smoked espresso, garlic, ginger, and cracked uh, Roman peppercorns. They had grilled bread, which was, uh, which had smoked espresso sourdough bread with pesto parmesan. And their main course was steak. So they had grilled prime cut cap of sirloin dusted with smoked espresso and Persian blue salt, cracked peppercorns, drop of butter with yuzu. And they had chef crispened fingerling potatoes crusted with roasted garlic, uh, a melange of herbs comprised of fennel, French and Russian tarragon, and French gray salt. Okay. So it sounded amazing. It sounded, it sounded amazing. Like good job, good job cult on finding, uh, Brian David Scott, and you guys should go check him out. He's really also known for using coffee in a different and a unique way, and it's supposed to be super duper yummy. Um, but exclusive to you guys, it was exclusive to our Patreon earlier last. I think I told you guys about this early last, early this year, late last year. I don't know. You guys put it in the know. Um, but you guys who are watching right now, and you guys watching in the replay. Um, aw, everyone send much love to Love and Life 333. She's having a rough day. She's glad we're on and we're making her laugh. So let's all send her big hearts, big love, great, good energy, and we're happy that you're here. So Colt did well on the date for me overall, right? He has a fun activity, and then he did this private meal and even Vanessa said this was the best date that she ever had. And I thought he did a good job. And then Colt went on to say that he feels like he's changing and he has changed. He's a better man now that he feels more secure with Vanessa um, because before his exes made him feel insecure and they always thought something uh, was wrong with him. And so now he's feeling more confident because she accepts him for who he is. And I got to tell you, I think Vanessa and him are going to do well. I think that they're more, more each other's speed. They're on the same page. Plus the relationship came from and started from a place of friendship. Now, obviously there's going to be more to work on, but I think that if I look at his exes and what he thought he wanted and what he actually needed are two different things. Um, someone in the live chat is asking about dessert. There was no dessert uh, on the menu. So I don't, maybe... Maybe the Vanessa was the dessert. <laughs> so Colt's like, hey, I want you to be my girlfriend. I love you. I want to be with you. You know, when you're in your 30s, it's true. We start thinking about like, oh, my God, I have to go to this wedding and this wedding, this one. Everyone getting married around you. And if you're the single person, you start seeing, like, all your friends getting married and having their families. And you're like, hey, you know, I want I want those things, too, if indeed you want those things. And so he says, like, this is what I want. Like, I want to have a family with you. I want to be with you. But she doesn't want to commit to a relationship with him quite yet. But she will commit to having a second date. Um, just because she doesn't trust him yet, which I totally get. Take your time, Vanessa. Even though we we all know like how it ends up, but take your time. Absolutely. 
Barbara's got jokes up in the live chat. I did give you a little bit of an exclusive, Barbara. No one else but the Melanated Way show people know about their secret menu. Well, it wasn't really a secret, but their detailed menu, so. Uh, Brittany, news as of today, a little, little tea for you guys. Brittany went live on her Instagram. She does not liking living in Texas and she's moving to Atlanta. So that's just a little bit of tea for you. Uh, but we see Brittany, uh, she had a really great date with Terrence. He texts her and she texts him back. But in the meantime, she has been old friends with this guy, Justin, she grew up with, but Justin lives in Canada. Oh, Canada. That is where I'm from. Um, but Justin is going to come visit her and see, you know, if there's anything going on with them. Like if they have like a vibe because they've been vibing for five months on video and online. So, you know, they want to explore their relationship. Oh, you guys, I have a very, I have to pause. I have a very important question for you guys all. Okay. It's very, very important. I don't know why it's way down here. Um, my question to you guys is, oh, I know why. I'm jumping ahead of the game. It's because I was talking about steak. I'm fine. I'm going to ask you guys it later. Uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, I want to know what you guys, what is your definition of dating? What is dating to you? What is dating to you? When you are single, like Brittany, can you date multiple people at the same time? Is that the de definition of dating? And if you are dating multiple people at the same time, do you tell those multiple people like, hey, I'm dating, so I'm dating multiple people? Or is dating like you date one person at a time? What is that? I have a theory on it, but I wanna know what you guys think. Um, so Brittany's dating and she calls her friend, uh, Edna, who's also from Houston to do some girl talk. She doesn't know what she wants to wear. And her friend really loves Terrence. She's not really feeling Justin so much, but Brittany has known Justin for a long time and they haven't seen each other in eight years. So she really wants to, uh, see where that takes her. Love and Life says, yes, you should tell and be clear. And Better Day says, depends on the label, exclusive or not. So not, I'm not saying exclusive, right? I'm saying you're dating. So you're single and you're ready to mingle and you want to mingle with more than one person. Does everyone that you're mingling with need to know that you're mingling with other people if you haven't set any exclusive rights to the relationship? It's hard, but I agree with you. I think you have to be clear. You have to say, hey, I'm dating. If we're not exclusive, then, you know, I'm going to be dating other people as well. And that way, no one gets their feelings hurt and there's no misunderstanding, if that indeed is what you're going to do. Uh, Deborah says, being in the same place with the person you're dating having a dinner or a movie or drinks together, not on FaceTime. What fun is that? Mm. That's true. It's hard. It's hard to date long distance. If any of you have ever done it, it's hard and it's hard to sustain. 
Anyways, the other question I wanted to ask you, so my definition of dating, if I haven't been clear, is that if you're not exclusive, then you can date. And I think as long as you're clear to whoever you're dating, what your intentions are until you become exclusive, then dating means meeting other people and that's fine. Um, Brittany is getting ready and she's doing her makeup and she says, when you wear makeup and you don't add a lash, you're totally fooling yourself. So my question, oh, good night, Michelle. See you next time. She says, when you wear makeup and you don't add lashes, you're really fooling yourself. And so my question to you are lashes or no lashes? I personally love lashes. I'm not good with makeup. I'm too, like, I just, I'm not good with makeup. I don't, and everyone tells me, watch YouTube tutorials. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, what I, I'm not going to spend two hours contouring my face. That's just not who I am. I'm just, I just don't have the patience. And I love lashes, but I really have a hard time putting them on. And if I feel like I can see like a part of the edge popping off, then I won't wear them because all night I'm just going to be thinking about the lash popping off. Or if I see like glue sticking out, then I won't wear them. But I do think they're beautiful. And if I knew how to put them on properly, I would probably totally wear them more often. Uh, Loving Life said, I just bought magnetic lashes. Haven't tried them yet. Can't wait. Let me know because I've heard of these magnetic lashes, Loving Life, but I've been a little hesitant because of the word magnetic so close to my eyes. So you let me know what, what that feels like and if you like can put them on easily because I've definitely been uh, looking at that. Amanda says, in the last year, I'm not wearing any makeup at all except my skincare, but she do wear a lash. I love it. I love it. One time I got um, like semi-permanent lashes. Those bad boys. First of all, like washing your face, you have to like wash around the lashes. That was like too irritating for me because I, I like to do all this and get in the shower and, you know, submerge my whole face. So that was like a whole thing. And then taking them off, I swear, they were like my actual lashes were coming off with them. And then what else I didn't like about them and probably I just didn't get them done. I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I like how they look. I don't like when they start falling out and then there are these weird gaps. Being a woman, there's just so much to remember. You know what I mean? Um, Barbara says, I've dated long distance and ended up moving to the country of Holland and getting married in Holland because it's cheaper than K-1 visa. You bring back your husband and then you just do one visa. I love it. Congratulations, Barbara. That's awesome. Maybe I need to go to Holland too. <laughs> Anyways, so Brittany uh, is meeting Justin at the bar. She's not picking him up, but he is going to stay with her. And so they're both like ant like anticipating good time and excited and nervous because they haven't seen each other in eight years. And here's the thing that I thought was interesting is that they've been talking for five months and he didn't tell her that he had a kid. He has a two-year-old. And it was so unclear as well when he said, you know, he's just focusing on justice, his goals, family. And then he said his two-year-old. And I thought justice, I was like, oh, is he a lawyer or... 
you know, is he in school for criminal justice? No, justice is his two-year-old son's name that he wasn't even clear in this episode until she was like, wait, you have a kid? He's like, yeah. And then he went to camera and said, Brittany should have known that I have a kid. Like I post about him all the time and he's my best friend. Listen here, MF, why would she know that? You've been talking to her for five months. Let's say you've been just talking twice a week for five months and you didn't bring up your kid not one time, not one time, but she should know because you posted him on social media and he's your best friend. Well, if he's your bestie, shouldn't his name justice, 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 justice be out of your mouth all the time? I didn't like that. And that was a super red flag to me. I'm sorry. So to me, it seemed like Justin had never been to Texas. Brittany's looking fine as hell. She's single. Let me just go and get a three-day weekend in. That's what it seemed like to me. That's what it seemed like to me. I didn't like that about Justin at all. I think Justin, you know, maybe you're hiding something. Maybe, you know, I think that Brittany needs to ask more questions about Justin because maybe he's not even separated with his baby mama because he didn't even make that clear. He start, He said that they grew apart after they had a kid, after they had already been together forever and they traveled together and their parents knew each other and met each other, all this stuff. Oh, but by the way, we grew apart after we had a kid. And now he's looking for a life partner. Really? Are you? Because if you're looking for a life partner, you would use your word and you would communicate and you wouldn't then not tell Brittany that you have a two-year-old. And like, what does the co-parenting look like? Like, Brittany, girl, you need to come with more more questions because this fool right here, he's hiding something. I didn't like it. I didn't like it a lot. And then he's tired, which, you know, I, I guess. So they're going to go back to her house. They get in their comfy cozies. And you guys talked for maybe 10 minutes from what I saw. I feel like there should be some more talking going on. But as soon as Brittany got in her comfy cozies, he's like, let's go to bed. After they already started kissing. So we already know. So everything that I just said that he he came with a different intention and Brittany talked about how she wanted to take her time. And even though she's fine, she said, and she's gorgeous and she's got a big boob, big butt. She doesn't want to just sleep with anyone. Well, you know what, Brittany, if that indeed is the case, then you should pay attention to his actions because his words and his actions are not matching up in my opinion. Yes. Dopey Dope says baby, he's still into his baby mama. I totally think that too. I think, I am even going to go out on a limb and say that he's still with the baby mama and he probably told her that he needed to take a business trip and that's why he's in Texas because he's really focusing, like he said, he's focusing on his goals and his family and justice. This kind of reminds me of Harris, right? When Harris took the the 100 bucks from Stephanie to buy snacks, but really he was, he was focused on his kids and when he talked about how he wanted to go to America to make a better life for his family. I I got that vibe, y'all. I'm sorry. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I don't think I am. I think he came for a quick three-day 
hey, I got this fine girl on my arm. Let me get a little something, something in. And then he's going to go back to Canada and be like, hey, yeah, it didn't work out. Anyhow, last and I guess not least, Fernanda. Fernanda's another one that I, I don't quite understand. I don't quite understand. Don't quite understand. So she's visiting her grandparents. We learned a lot about her grandparents that, you know, she stayed with them after she left Jonathan. Um, they've been together. Her grandfather and grandmother have been together for a long time. Uh, grandma was born and raised in Chicago and her granddad was uh, from Mexico and that her grandma has cancer and that her grandfather is taking care of her. Um, but you could tell like, you know, that's just real love when someone has just been together for so long and a caregiver and all that. It just, it warmed my heart. And so anyways, she's there to have lunch and kind of tell uh, Grandpa Salvador that uh, she met this guy, Robbie, who's a lawyer. And Grandpa Salvador doesn't really trust lawyers because his son is a lawyer. And I thought that was funny because he basically said, my son is shady as fuck. And I don't trust lawyers. So I know what they do. And they use like these psychological mind games on you. I died of laughter, y'all. I was like, you're talking about your own son. But really, you're also trying to warn Fernanda about lawyers in general. That's hilarious to me. Um, so he's giving her advice and I want to know what you guys think about this advice. So he's giving her advice on the questions you should ask on a first date. He had three major questions that you should ask on a first date. The first one he said is, do you smoke? Second one he said is, do you drink? And third one, which I thought was super interesting. And I don't know, I might have to throw it into some new rotation but he's because this is a like this is a question, y'all, for the first day. What is the worst thing that you've ever done? What is the worst thing that you've ever done? And you guys in the live chat, if you feel open and honest and free, please answer that question because I was like, ooh, if someone asked me all these questions on the first day, one and two, no problem, because I'd probably have like a glass of wine in my hand anyhow. Um, but What's the worst thing you've ever done? And so those are the three questions. So keep those in the back of your mind. And if any of you feel free to answer any of those questions, I'm here to listen. Uh, so they talk about dating a little bit and Fernanda's like, oh, you know, calm down basically, Grandpa Salvador. It's only the first date. Uh, but Grandpa says, hey, you can fall in love on the first date. And I agree with him. I think you could fall in love on the first date. I think that that if there is that connection and you feel that that person is the one, you can fall in love. I believe him. He talks a little bit about his history and how he met his wife. And I thought that was a really sweet story as well. And then fast forward, it's date night. Fernanda's all dressed. She's outside of her apartment waiting for Rob. And Rob pulls up in a Maserati, of course, because, you know, everyone on 90 Day seems to drive a Maserati. Stephanie has two of them. Um, pulls up in this Maserati, and then she opens the door, and he gets all like, oh, you didn't give me a chance. I was going to get out of my car and open the door for you. Okay, well, 
Okay. You obviously didn't show those gentlemen behavior beforehand or else you would have known that you were going to open the door. Um, now she knows and now she'll wait. Something about Rob is off too, you guys. Don't know what it is. Can't pinpoint it yet, but something's off about Rob. So uh, they go to a steakhouse, and of course he has to say, hey, yeah, you know, the such-and-such steakhouse is, my friend is the director, and he was able to get us a last-minute um, reservation. I was like, okay. Like, tap your shoulder. Should I say thank you? Like, I don't need to know that. Like, just show me that, like, bring me there. Show me that it's a great time. And then I will be appreciative and say, wow, this is an amazing place. Thank you so much for picking it or whatever I'm going to say. I don't need you to tell me that you have an in with the owner. And that's why we got a reservation. Like, I don't know. It's just a little too pretentious for me, but whatever. Um, so then they get to the steakhouse. And here's the question. Here's the question that we all need to ask ourselves because I this is the one thing that I agreed with Robbie about it tells a lot about who you are how what cook do you have on your steak so when you order steak how do you cook it it's very important are you rare medium rare medium medium well or well done I need y'all to jump in in the live chat and let me know. Let me know in the comments below. This is very important. This is a very important question. Love and Life says medium. Okay. Judy Lee says medium well. Okay, Judy. Uh, Better Days is medium well. Hey, Raina. Vanessa is medium. A lot of mediums and medium wells. Okay, so it's all medium and medium wells I'm seeing so far. Angelica is medium to medium rare. But medium to medium wells seems to be the going rate here. What are you talking about, Lori? <laughs> Lori had a bad date, y'all. Lori said... A uh, guy took her over to his six friends' house, and she spent the whole evening talking to the friend's mom. He never took her out for food, and she was starving all night. That sounds like a terrible date. It should have been a one and done, Lori. Um, a lot of medium and medium rare, medium wells. And Crystal says, rubber for me. She's well done. I'm not a steak person, though. Okay. Uh, okay. So... Uh, it's funny living life. Um, the cook on your steak is important. And I'm not going to get into all of it. Oh, well done. A lot of well done. Well done, Zay. You're like Fernanda, you guys. Anyone who's well done, that's how Fernanda eats her, her steak. And Robbie eats his steak uh, medium rare. Um, from a chef perspective, and I think I might wait to have the chef on, but from a chef perspective, I just want you guys to know all of you well done people or medium well done people, chefs don't like you. They don't like you. And in the kitchen, they make fun of you. Just, just so you know, 
because chefs are very specific about cooking their food and presentation and the taste of the food and the value of the food. And, you know, when you're getting like a ribeye at a steakhouse and you get it well done, you hurt their feelings. I'm just saying. However, it's your choice, right? However you like your meat and however you want to eat, that's on you. I'm just letting you know what chefs say. And chefs are, are just, they you hurt their feelings. Anyhow, they go to the steakhouse. They're going to have to have two different steaks because they both like different temperatures. Super fine. Um, then Fernanda says something really interesting. She talks about her history and how now that she's been in Chicago for some time, uh, she couldn't go back to Mexico because she's changed as a person so she couldn't live there. I was like, first of all, Fernanda, like, what the hell? What? What are you saying? Because the only thing I'm hearing when you say that is you have come to America, you're super bougie now, and you think you're better than, and you can't go back to the country that you're from. From You sound ridiculous. Like, I would never say that. I would just never say it because I would never mean it. I understand that you think that you have a better life now, but you, you've changed so much you couldn't go back there to live? Okay, Fernanda. Anywho, um, she asks Robbie why he's single and also his definition of what love is. And he goes into these non-answers. And again, I had red flags all over because he was doing the non-answer thing where it's like this. I'm, I'm going to make this up at the top of my head. First, I'll give you the facts. He said that he was in a six-year relationship um, and then he also works 24-7. So why are you single? Well, you know, and I'm making this up and I'm, I'm cause I'm going to prove a point to you. Um, well, you know, I was in a, a six year relationship, but like, I'm just really focusing on myself right now and I'm focusing on my goals. And, you know, I'm so uh, smart that uh, as an attorney that drives a Maserati, I just really have to focus on work right now and work will always be a 24 seven thing. And so um, I just really, really focus on that. But you look amazing. You look beautiful. And like, how's your steak doing? Do you see how I didn't answer the question? I just said a bunch of words. That's the vibe that I got from Robbie. Like, what are you even saying right now? What? Like, the roundabout. The roundabout was like red flag to me. And then when she asked your definition of love, oh, well, love can mean a bunch of different, and which is my question to you guys before I, before I tell you how I really feel, what is the de definition of love? Because what we didn't get was a definition from Robbie. Okay. What we did get was, oh, love can be a bunch of different things. It's different for different people. Love is not different for different people, stupid. And if that is what you truly believe, then that's why you're single. If love is different for different people. Yeah. That's a manipulator's way of saying, hey, I cheated on you because I told you love is different for different people. And love for me is like acts of service. So I didn't say that I was going to be like totally loyal to you. I did say that I would buy you a car. You said like, stop playing. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, so I'm not a fan of Robbie's right now. And I'm not a fan of Justin right now. Those two gave me super red flags. 
So definition of love, let me know in the comments. Uh, Better Day says it's trust and communication with mutual respect. I love that answer. Barbara said something funny, totally off the off on the steak topic. Uh, I love how my dad orders steak. He makes, he says, make it stop mooing and then I want to eat it. That's funny, Barbara. So I think that was it. I think if I don't have any other definitions of love, I think that was basically it for this episode. And we'll see what happens next episode. I'm about the single life though, because there is so much going on all the time. All the time, all the time. And I have some predictions. I think some of these are gonna work out and I think a lot of them are not gonna work out. And again, I said this on the very first episode, how come they have to find their own dates? Like production should bring some dates to the table. You know what I mean? Put a 90 day single life dating app and just throw all the singles in there and then pick and choose. Like they have to be on the show and find their own dates and then go on the dates and like weed them out. Someone, there needs to be like a, a weeding out process. Can't be on the show and bring your own dates. Silly. Anyways, thank you guys so much for joining me. Make sure you're liking and subscribing this video. If you're watching on Facebook, that your thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. And uh, another great show, another great time. I appreciate you guys. Live chat was popping, just popping. And uh, Dopey Dope, thank you again so much for your support on the Super Chats. Uh, guys, again, please think about supporting the show. Every dollar helps. And, uh, oh, Love and Life is spilling some tea. We're going to have to get back to you. Next week, we're going to talk about our single lives. And on that note, I'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye for now.